Oh, it's Father Christmas here. <laughs> Are you on my naughty or nice list this year? Still time to change that, you know. Ho, ho, come on, Rudolph. All the way from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and today. And now... Faces, all I see is you. I'm 
no short of company, but I feel alone. I just wanna go home. Will you leave with me? I can take it anymore. Will you leave with me? Past the crowds and through the door. Are you coming home, or am I on?
Christmas here. Are you on my naughty or nice list this year? Still time to change that, you know. Come on, Rudolph. Through the gears and through the years with Guildford Gazetta Podcast. And now. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Afternoon, welcome to the Guildford Gazette podcast with me, Dennis Devon, and a very warm welcome to Josh Brennan. Good evening, Josh. Oh, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Josh. How are you, pal? Hi, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Sorry, Dennis. It just cut out there for a second. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, mate. It's good to catch up with you at last. Definitely, definitely. So, Josh, just for our listeners, would you care to introduce yourself and tell us who you are and where you're from? Sure. Um, My name's Josh Brennan. Um, I'm a singer. I'm from North London. Um, Yeah. Fantastic. I want to talk about Monday. I believe that was your first, was that your first single, Josh? Yeah, first single. So tell us about it. What was the thought, thought process in that? How did that come around? Oh, my gosh. Right, this is a great story. So, um, like, my style of music, I'm quite, um, I'm quite, like, it's, it's quite sad, depressing, ballady type stuff. And I, I think I'd just gone through a break. Well, I think I had just gone through a breakup at the time. Um, and I remember I was walking through through Old Street and it was it was just raining. 
and I was in a suit and I was getting drenched and there was like a crack in my shoes which had newly come about and there was water like flowing up through my shoes into my feet everything like that <laughs> and I called uh I called my best mate uh Joe Joseph Morris who's also a uh an amazing singer everyone should check him out if they get a chance um but yeah I called uh Joe up and I said Joe you know I'm I'm in old street like every step is just like I've got water coming through my shoe at every step and and actually I just got a um a mcdonald's and you know how the uh the straws they're not like the plastic straws anymore they're the paper straws <laughs> so as i'm walking down the road this bus double decker bus comes past and splashes me and i think the worst thing of all is i went to take a sip of my coke and i couldn't even get the the the, the coke up through the straw because it was paper and it was all gone all completely like flaccid oh, yeah it was awful and I, I called Joe up and I was like, everything's so bad. And then he goes, look, just give me 20 minutes. And he starts like writing like the bones to this song. And he performs it to me on the phone. And I'm like, this is like, captures exactly how I feel right now. This is great. So over the course of a year, we like worked on it together. Um, and it just turned into, yeah, it just turned into to Monday as it is now. And um, it's great. I'm really happy with it. Yeah, and how do you feel Monday was, was received by the public on Spotify? Amazing. Like, really, I didn't expect... I got. I think I've just passed 30,000 streams on it, and considering it was my first single, it is amazing. It got onto some playlists on Spotify, which is, you know, more than I could have expected. I got amazing feedback. I had a lot of um, a lot of people in Madrid listening to it, which was I didn't expect, but, you know, I'll take it. That's... Uh, yeah, definitely. Take what you can. Um, and, yeah, no, it was lovely. I was really, you know, I got really good responses, and then, obviously, we went on to video on vivo which again you know it, it, it all happened like quite quickly for someone who's never released a song before so i was yeah i was really happy with it, it really happy with it so on to leave it leave with me i mean yeah. that, that's a brilliant song and how'd you come around that what was the process to that because that is a brilliant song josh thank you mate i'm really glad you like it um no absolutely again, love it again funnily enough i was with I was with Joseph Morris. I was at, I was at his house uh, and he's got like a little sort of piano um, and he was just playing some chords and I sort of just started humming along to these chords, singing these chords. And then the, th- the thing with Leave With Me is it was it, a lot of people probably you can interpret it how you want. Like I'm, I, I love the fact that people can, you know, they can look at it as like a relationship or whatever it is, but it's actually based around like the topic of anxiety. And it's like, you know, when you start listening to the words in, and you think about the topic of anxiety, it, it starts to make sense. Like, I'm walking through um, silence in a crowded rooms. I don't see faces. All I see is you. And it's like this constant, a constant present of anxiety within someone, yeah. if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not short of company, but I feel alone. Again, that's something anxiety can do to you. I just want to go home. And so although it seems like it's written about sort of, again, a relationship type thing, it's completely not. It really is about like this, this, this presence of anxiety and just sort of wanting to get away from like all the noise that, that, that comes with it. So, uh, uh that's that's sort of where it came from um and i i love it it's, it's it's a really nice song and again we done we done a music video on that which is like a a dance music video um a, a movement based sort of contemporary music video and um again sort of brings up the the theme of anxiety so it's it's different to monday but again you can definitely draw similarities and there's definitely a, a bit of Josh Brennan in there, if that makes sense, that style that I bring. So yeah, I, I, again, another song I'm really happy with. Yeah. It, it does sound quite personal. It sounded like you were singing about you 
Uh, is that is anxiety a big big issue? And is that something you suffer with, Josh? It, it it is it is something that I I suffered with a hell of a lot more um, a couple of years back. And I, I you know I'll, I'll be honest with you, you're my mate, Dennis. I went through a you know a, a lot of sort of therapy and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I learned to cope with it a lot better. And it, it comes up every now and again. But I know it's a massive theme. And 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 a massive theme in a lot of people's lives. And so when I was writing it, it was probably being written about what I had been through and come out on the other side. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm completely over it. Like it, it comes back every now and again and it can, like anxiety can creep back into to people. So I have my days where I'm, I'm, I struggle, but um, certainly a lot of, a lot of my f- followers on, on, on Twitter and Instagram and social media, you know, I, I see, you know, I, I like everyone, I'm scrolling through my feeds and stuff and I see a lot of people talk about this topic and, I just remember writing it and thinking, like, this hopefully can be relatable to a lot of people. Um, and hopefully people can listen to it. And obviously, like I said, they can interpret it in whatever way they want. But if they do connect to that that anxiety side of things, it, it would be, be great in terms of, you know, helping people and, you know, knowing that they're not the only person there. And that's why actually in the video, at the end of the video, there was a um, sort of a helpline. Uh, for younger people who who suffer with anxiety, to know that they can call that helpline if they if they need it. Yeah, we'll give that number out at the end as well. I'll I'll do that when we finish recording. I'll give that number because okay. I found a song I found a song very personal as well, and it touched me. Uh, it it meant a lot to me. So it was a, it's a great song, you know, great lyrics, and it's very emotional, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Josh, how do you feel social media has had an impact on your career? It's, I, I, it's one of those like social media is the best thing in the world and the worst thing in the world at the same time. I don't know if you find yeah. that at all. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like, I think it's been great. I mean, when I first started singing and putting things online, I I'd just done it on YouTube. I remember I was with a friend and I, I'd done How to Save a Life by the Fray, and I just stuck it on YouTube. Just, just I was a sixteen-year-old lad. Just you know, I enjoy singing. He was signed to a to a label at the time. This guy, he was in a band. So he couldn't show his face and he put on like a gorilla, a gorilla mask. Um, yeah. This, this isn't on YouTube anymore, unfortunately, because an old manager made me delete it a while back. But um, yeah, it, it, and that got like 4,000 views in a couple, of, a couple of weeks. And from there, I was like, okay, I'll make a social media. I'll, I'll start creating Twitter. And then Instagram came along and stuff like that. And people just started following and interacting. And I've met some of the most incre- incredible people through Twitter, I've been booked for gigs up and down the country through Twitter, Instagram, through these social media platforms. I've, I've made some of my closest friends ever through these social media platforms and through these gigs. So Twitter, not just for my career, but for my friendships and for my life has been like a blessing in a way. Um, it, it, there's obviously the nasty side to it, but, you know, I think I, I stay away from that now. So it's it's it's. um yeah, it's it's been a real it's been a real blessing in terms of I definitely couldn't um, be not not that I'm crazy known and that everyone knows me because I've still got like ton like really really long way to go but um, to the point I'm at now um, yeah social media has definitely helped me get there and I, I probably wouldn't be might not even be seeing without social media now so it's definitely had an effect. You have a great interaction with your your followers on Twitter. Uh, if you'd a message for them for Christmas, what would you say? First and foremost, stay safe. I think that's the most important thing to say this Christmas specifically. Um, you know, everyone just please, please stay safe. Um, but just, you know, make the most of it. Enjoy it. Spend the time that you can 
with the people if you can um and just have an amazing have an amazing christmas you know that it's been a, it's been a horrible year and the best way to top off the year is with with smiles and and lots of brandy and more wine so um yeah just, just enjoy yourself this christmas <laughs> lots, lots of brandy and more absolutely i'm yeah. full of that josh yeah. what can we expect from you in 2021 putting oh. covid aside Gosh, putting COVID aside, I would love to to gig a hell of a lot more. Um, I'm trying to do as many gigs as I can. Um, I know that's a tricky thing to do um, with with COVID, but if if we can find a way, you know, if, if COVID didn't exist, I, I would be I'd be doing gigs up and down the country as much as I could. I'd be booking my own gigs, trying to get onto other people's gigs, support slots, everything like that. Um, I want to release more music. Um, I'm really keen to release more music. Um, I'm also doing these Josh's Corners. Um, I don't know if you've seen seen them on... I, it's more on my Instagram. Um, so it's basically... I do a cover or original or whatever it is. In I've got like a little a little setup and, and a corner and my videographer, uh, Yoel Kamara, um, who I must give a shout out to because he's the most incredible video, videographer, um, helped me do these, these, these great videos. And so, you know, I want to be doing tons more of those in, in 2021. Um, I've actually got one coming out I could I could I give you a little exclusive. I've got one coming out very very soon for Christmas. Um, oh, excellent! I'm excited. Uh, it'll probably be on on Christmas Eve that I will release that, so everyone can see that. And it's a, it's a Christmas song, and I'm wearing a little Santa hat, and it's going to be a nice little little sing song there. But definitely want to be doing that. And I mean, who knows? I've I've just had I can't. There's something I can't give too much away about. Um, but I've had a very exciting. Uh, I was contacted by some. Uh, a, a production company and it's very exciting i can't give too much away about that yet because i don't know nearly enough about it and i don't know how covid's gonna um gonna affect it but i think you 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 and the podcast jumped onto it um yesterday yep. when i said about you know big opportunity um i believe yeah so, and Hebrew, i believe that was in Hebrew. yes that might be a little hint but um yeah it's uh i, I don't want to go into it too much if yeah, can I figured i figured you had a big announcement coming i'm looking forward <laughs> to that gosh i won't lie yeah no gosh. worries if you could perform with anyone, who would you love to perform with? Anyone at all, any band, live or dead, here or there, who would you most like to perform with? Who would you love to have performed with or like to perform with? Oh, amazing question. Can I give you two answers? Five many as you want, Josh. <laughs> okay, the first one would be James Morrison. Um, Absolutely. I love James Morrison. He's, he's one of the reasons I started singing properly. Um, I'm obsessed with that man. And, and I know that he's... I don't know. I'd love to be able to try and get in touch with him some way and be able to write with him or even just sit in a songwriting session that he's got. He's, he's, you know, probably one of the most underrated vocalists. I think that, that this country's produced, I think he's just crazy talented. Outstanding. You know? Absolutely amazing. So James Morrison. Um, and this is a bit of a cheesy one, but I would love to get up on stage with Justin Bieber. I think that would be so cool. I really would. I don't know. I, I, just, I, I love Justin See that Bieber. One coming. <laughs> I had to. I had to. No, it would be amazing. Um, it, just the energy he brings to his performances. The, you know, he's he's someone that has gone through like so much, and he's he's he just keeps coming back stronger and stronger. I just admire the guy. Um, he's wicked. So yeah, James Morrison. It's a it's a right combination. But James Morrison. Yeah. Justin what a lineup that would be! Yeah. Dream collaboration. Imagine the, the feature: Josh Brennan, James Morrison, Justin Bieber. That'd be great. I'd love that. That'd be awesome. I'd, I'd retire right then and there. 
Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll bet Josh. I didn't see Justin Bieber coming. I won't lie. Yeah, fair enough. Guilty pleasure. If you could perform, if you could perform anywhere, anywhere in the world, any stage, any, any, you know, concert, where where would you love to perform? Where would be an ideal for, for Josh to, to walk out on stage? Can you have a guess what I'm going to say? I would say Glastonbury. Glastonbury is definitely up there, but it's not my number one. No. No. I would if if this is hypothetical speaking, it probably never ever happened. Um, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, of course. Oh, of I'd course, love yeah. To sell out we'll the Tottenham to... Hotspur Stadium and be amazing. That we'll go on to that later, don't yeah, you worry yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you prefer to have sung the new stadium or at White Hart Lane? Honestly, oh. that's a killer, isn't it? It's like, ah, oh, gosh, it's like asking which of my children I prefer. If I had to, um, <laughs> do, you know, do you know? Do you know? I pro- probably, oh man, probably White Hart Lane is is something about that place, the history, and you know, I've grown up going there with my my dad and my my granddad and my brother, and the new stadium is just incredible. Like, don't get me wrong, it's incredible, but yeah, yeah, it's it's it, it's something about that old White Hart Lane, that, you know. He, uh, just, yeah. You know. okay. yeah. So let's talk about your new single, yes. I Remember. Tell me about that, because that's another brilliant song. And this really captures you. This song captures your voice. It captures your music. It captures everything. It's a fantastically written song. Uh, it's beautifully executed. So tell us about tell us about the build-up, how that came around. Yeah, so um, I, I actually wrote that song when I was about 15 years old. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's not even about it's it's not really about like you know when you're 15 and you just I don't want to dis, dis, dismiss that love exists at 15, but you just think you're like in love and you're talking to people and and whatever and yeah I just I I don't know I was just um I just wrote it when I was, it was the first song I ever wrote believe it or not like ever put pen to paper on and, wow yeah it was just I just remember like talking to this person and we were talking about wanting to be together i don't know if i loved her or whatever but like it was just like um oh i just remember i remember you said that we were going to be together and then it was november when i wrote it so i was like oh it's november it seems like i've been waiting forever and it was these basic rhymes and then when i started getting the guitar out you know at the time i could only really play a few chords and i started playing those chords and putting them in different orders and i just started singing and one one like one chord structure just just seemed to work for me and uh, yeah I just started writing it and, and honestly I wrote it in in like an evening in in maybe half an hour um some of the best songs are just simple you know I'm not saying that this is the best yeah. song but it's probably one of my my best songs well I've only got three so um but it yeah it was just it was just it was simple it just came it flowed and you know I, I sort of put it all together and then obviously I always wanted to release it. My mum's always told me how much she loved it. And um, so it's probably more for her that I actually released it as a single than anything. Um, but I, I went to, to my to my producer, Jamie Stellars, who's another guy I've got to give a shout out to, Run World Music, and um, and um, another Scottish lad, lad, Dennis, by the way. Um, great guy. Oh, I... And um, yeah, he he just helped me just get it to exactly where I wanted it to go to. You know, I had an, an old you know rough demo of it and he listened to it and was like yeah this you know i've, I've i know exactly what you want to do and he he just made it happen um 
and so I released it and yeah I'm you know it hasn't done so successfully but I'm, I'm grateful that I put it out there I'm grateful that you enjoy it I really you know that means that means a lot and hopefully there's other people out there that that, that feel the same yeah, we were, we were playing it at the end of this. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I found it a really, really lovely piece of music. I thought it was eloquently written. Uh, I think the the vocals are ex- extraordinary. Unbelievable, Josh. It really, really puts your voice across and your talent comes right out through it. So it's a wonderfully put together track. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate it. that. Thank you. Absolutely. I want to talk COVID just now a little yeah. bit how has COVID impacted you and your family how have things been for you at home with your family now that COVID <laughs> obviously I think you're not you're just going to be for sorry say again say that last bit again I just I just I think I was coughing over it we're talking about COVID and start start getting a frog in my throat going sorry what was that last bit you said how's how has COVID impact impacted in you and your family and I believe London's now in tier four as well yeah um it's been difficult I mean, it's, it's, it's been difficult for everyone. I mean, in the first, very first lockdown, I was living with my girlfriend. Um, and um, at the time, she was a fairly new girlfriend. I'd only been with her for three months. So we were in this situation where it was like, right, we've been together for three months. Either we're going to try and live together. I'm going to move move into a flat or or we're just going to, it's, it's just not going to, you know, it, it'll probably just end because we'll be put into a lockdown for, for months. So I lived with her for the first first uh, lockdown and it wasn't easy, but we got we got through it and, I'm still with her and she's amazing and um <clears throat> that was hard not seeing my family it truly was um because they were up in in North London I was down in in Surrey and at the time where she lived in Surrey and um yeah I mean it, it was just it was difficult not seeing my family and 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 you're in you know you're only allowed out of the house every half an hour or whatever for half an hour a day or and it was difficult. And then obviously things got better and we started being able to mix and everything. And there's just so much uncertainty yeah. and it's, it's just been, it's just been difficult, but I mean, like it's been difficult for everyone. I just, <clears throat> sorry. I just urge everyone to just like, you know, just keep going. Everyone's doing amazing. Everyone just needs to, you know, stay positive and, you know, we'll, we'll get through it somehow. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been difficult. It's been really hard with the, the family and, um, you know, now now I'm I'm obviously back at home. Um, obviously, like you said, London's gone into tier four, so I don't know how that's going to look. But um, yeah, luckily, um, I'm I'm living with my uh, my family at the moment, so I'm I'm very blessed to be able to be spending the holidays with them, and um, you know, feel feel very lucky in that sense. Fantastic. One of the things that a lot of the artists I've talked to about is, and musicians and, and, and some of the sports we've talked to is they feel the government has completely ignored the mental health aspect of the of lockdown and how it affects people. Would you, saw how do you feel about that, Josh? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a tricky one. It's like, I, I definitely agree that there, sh- there should have been more support for, for mental health and, and, you know, I I feel for for like my grandmother that like both my grandmothers live alone. Um, their partners have, have sadly passed away, and you know, for 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 those older vulnerable people just sort of by themselves. You know, I I you know my my grandmother, you know, would Facetime me sometimes, and it it just doesn't. You know, you just want to give her a hug, and you know, it's so yeah. difficult. And and unfortunately, my my latest grandfather to pass passed away last November. So you know, it pretty much came in straight after that, and all of a sudden she's she's recently widowed, and and uh and and lonely and no one can go around to give her a hug and it's it's difficult it's it's truly difficult and you know um 
yeah, it's it's hard to know what to say. You just you just need to try and be there for people because it's 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 such a difficult one. It's nice to just reach out and ask someone, even a stranger, yeah. how are you? You know, it's one of the it's one of the great things about being a human being is we have this ability, even using social media, just to reach out and say, Hey, are yeah, you okay? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And um I mean, I think that's another another thing that I think is just like I always say it and I often tweet it, music's a healer. That I truly do believe that. Absolutely. And I believe like, you know, when you're feeling low, when you're feeling down, if there's some musicians that you like, however big or small they are, listening to their music, being able to interact with them, you know, which is something that social media allows you to do, to, to be able to have, have that, you know, if, if imagine if this, this, this coronavirus came around 30, 40 years ago, you know, people don't have that as much as they have it today. We've got access to things yeah. to be able to, to cope with it. And like I say, I just hope that, you know, we can get through it. Um, as quickly and as safely and he- you know healthily as possible, and and we'll come out stronger on the other side. Yeah, I agree. With that. I think social media has really shone its light. It's actually a positive. It's actually been really positive influence in so many lives right now. It's actually come into its own. I mean, it's had such a negative press yeah. recently, Twitter and Facebook, and then suddenly during the lockdown, it showed exactly. the humanity of human beings. And like the you know, carers with the NHS and all the key workers and everything like that. That yeah, you know, that was like a hashtag that started trendy on social media and you know, it, it does make you realise, like, you know, you can get word out there so much quicker. And, and yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Dennis, mate. Like, it, yeah, I completely agree. So let's move on to something yes, more jolly. Have- it's coming up for Christmas. Coming up for Christmas, and you've sort of dropped a hint. Are we going to get a wee, a wee Christmas single of you? Maybe even this year, next year, can we expect some Christmas jingles? Because I fully believe, Josh, that you could make a fantastic Christmas jingle. <laughs> I love it. We get Michael Bublé involved. Um... I love it. Oh, and you know what? I could see you and Michael <laughs> sitting there with your woolly jumper next to the fire, like Val Dunukin, sitting singing away. I would yeah. absolutely love it, Josh. Oh, I'd love it too. I'd probably fangirl too much and, and all of a sudden he'd be like, oh, am I working with this amateur? But um, no, um... <laughs> I, I, I can't say I'll be putting out a Christmas single, but I will be putting out a Christmas jingle, if that makes sense. So, like, yeah, like I said, got, yeah. Josh's corner, yeah. it is a cover. It is a little Christmas one. I don't want to give away what it is yet. Um, but, um, yeah, there's a Christmas jingle coming out Christmas Eve. Um, I won't say what song it is, but hopefully um, people will tune in to my IGTV on Instagram and, and watch it. Josh, have you got your Instagram details yeah. there so listeners sure. know where so, to go? Ev- everything, all my social medias, I'm on all of them, is at Josh Brennan UK. So J O S H, then Brennan is B R E double N A N, and then UK, like the country we live in. So um, yeah, Josh Brennan UK for everything. Yeah, we are listeners. If you if you fancy a Christmas jingle, you got the exclusive here on the Guildford Gazette podcast. Get yourself over to Josh Brennan on Instagram. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Josh, let's move on to what we know we're dying <laughs> to talk about, and I know it's sitting here burning inside uh, you right now. I can feel the the Spurs blood yeah, running yeah. through your veins. Let's talk let's football. Do it. Let's do it. You're a massive I am. Spurs I'm fan. A huge Spurs fan. And how would you describe this season? You know what. Uh, you you booked me in for this podcast prior to the Liverpool game, where where we'd obviously lost. Yeah. Um, however, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna be positive because we've had a fantastic season so far. I don't think there's any denying that. Um, it's 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 great to see. I mean, look, first and foremost, 
uh, just to have Gareth Bale back means the world to me personally. Personally, because I lo- yeah. like he is my, you know, he is, you know, I used to grow up, I used to go down to the lane and watch him, and I, I you know, I had the season ticket for years and for like seventeen years, and I used to watch him. Do you remember that season just before he went to Madrid, and he was just out. Yeah, best I mean, of the season. Just phenomenal. Some of the goals he scored and. You know, so to be able to have him back after what he's achieved as well, you know, it just feels like it really feels like he's come home. And I think for me personally, that, you know, that that was just uh, like I, I couldn't believe that happened. And then the start we've got off to, I mean, incredible. I mean, I think they're just doing they're doing so well. And I really just hope they can keep it up. And um, and, you know, I, you know, I'm, I've got my fingers crossed for a trophy this year. I really do. Did you know that when Harry Kane, before he became his sort of superstar, did you know that he dressed as Michael Kane? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, did I you not know that? His first, ever, his first ever interview with the son was with a gentleman I interviewed and he never tried to speak to him because nobody really knew who Harry Kane was. And he never tried to speak to him and said, look, you know, I've got this idea, you know. How about we dress you up as Harry Kane because not a lot of folk know Harry Kane. So, you know, the old Michael Kane, not a lot of folk know that. And the headline was, not a lot of folk know Harry Kane. And he got to dress up as Harry Kane, Harry Kane as Michael Kane, round his mum's. I had no idea. I'm going to Who would have thought? Get off, get off the interview. I'm going to do it. It was fine. It was, it, was, it was by a reporter called Justin Allen, who worked for The Sun at the time, a fantastic guy. I spoke to him on here. He's a really good guy. And he, he said he just turned up at his door and he says, and, you know, uh, Harry's mum opened the door, brought him in there, a cup of tea and biscuits, and, you know, that was the angle he went for. He said, look, nobody nobody really knows you, <laughs> Harry, you know. He said, I've had this great idea, you know, it goes with Michael Caine, not a lot of folk know that, it's Michael Caine's tagline. So the headline was, and he got to dress up as Michael, as Michael Caine, and Harry went for it, and the headline was, Harry Caine, not a lot of folk know me. So here you go, that, that's Justin Allen. So so here's a, here's a yeah. good one for you. I mean, sitting right now, North London rivals, I believe, are the Gunners at Arsenal. Really? They are closest. And if you had the opportunity of getting a Christmas number one or having Arsenal relegated, what would you have? <laughs> <laughs> Brutal, isn't it? Uh, do you know what? I, I've actually always said this. Um, I would love to see Arsenal relegated for, for, a, for a season. I would love yes! to see but, 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 I mean... Ah, Dennis is doing this to me. Um, no, Come you know, on, the thing, the thing is, I let it out. Honest, I mean, like, I, I don't think anyone can deny that North London's white at the moment, blue and white at the moment. Um, anyone who does deny that, I, I feel is maybe slightly slightly deluded and probably doesn't know very much about football. So, I the reason I wouldn't mind Arsenal not getting relegated is because it just means that we get to beat them twice again. And I would miss a North London derby. Like, I've got a friend who's a Saints fan and a Southampton fan and you know, he remembers the days that they used to play Portsmouth and that that rivalry was there. And it's just like, you know, their, their local rivals have changed. And if we weren't to play Arsenal every season, it, it just wouldn't be the same. Does that make sense? You see, I, I, I get you, Josh. I get you now. I, I support a particular club in Glasgow. And when oh, my, course, the that club happens, that I despise, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they, they, they died. The, they... You know, they, they died. And I won't go and said, oh, you'll miss them. I won't lie. I... I won't lie that I might have had a few tipples when they when they disappeared, and I don't oh, think I missed them I very missed much, that. to be honest. Like the El Hadjouf versus Scott Brown head-to-heads. Uh, no, <laughs> that's, 
classic. That was that that game. That was the Scottish Cup when he killed yeah, that absolute remember, pelter and, and he just, just came out. Let's all do the Bruni. I don't know. Do you know what? To be honest, I've got to be honest with you. As much as I would love to see Arsenal, rele- I would like to see Arsenal relegated in my life, and that'd be great. But um, I think a Christmas number one would probably change my life a little bit. Um, and 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 yeah. I I would. I would love that. So um, I'm going to go for the Christmas number one, um, but not out of my um, admiration for Arsenal. I have none of it. I'm a musician. You're a musician. You're a musician. Exactly. You wins the day. Music. We'll say that. What has been your fondest memory? What was your fondest memory uh, of you know, White Hart Lane? It was just going down. I used to go down to the, the, the cafe on the corner of White Hart Lane with my dad, my granddad, and my, my brother. And we just had this tradition. We'd, we'd park up in... Um, We'd park up about a mile away and we'd walk down to to the cafe, White Hart Lane. We'd go there and then we'd just we'd just go to the games and you know, it was just that whole family thing and you know, I'd, I'd kill to do it again. You know, obviously my my granddad's not here anymore, but you know, what what that would be you know, to be able to, to have done that again would be great. But in terms of White Hart Lane itself, the actual like as in any like games that stand out, is that what you're saying? Like any um just, okay, um yeah. oh, good question. Um Ah, 5-1 League Cup semi-final second leg versus Arsenal. Um, the year we won it. So we won the League Cup in 2008 um, and we beat yeah. Arsenal 5-1 in the second leg of the, the semi-final. Um, and I remember, I think, goals from Aaron Lennon, um, Robbie Keane, Steve Malbronk. I can't remember who else scored in that game. But what I do remember is when Aaron Le- uh, when Robbie Keane scored, he sort of reeled off to our side and I, I used to sit in the Paxton lower so sort of 10 rows up from in the north yeah. end. and I remember you, you can see if you watch the highlights you, you've got some guy runs on the pitch and you can see these guys legs running past before he gets like tackled by this security guard this 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 and that guy <laughs> sat next to us so he'd come he'd literally run down 10 stairs and run on the pitch to give Robbie to the cuddle. um yeah Gino. Gino. so yeah um yeah that's that's my that would probably be my fondest memory of of White Hart Lane. Um, I don't know. I also two one two one against Chelsea. Aaron Lennon and Michael Dawson scoring was a great memory. Um, Paul Robinson scoring. I always Watford, think the, the, the. Do you remember the when he scored from free kick? I was there. Yeah. That was over Ben Foster's head. That was that was a good game. Yeah, those are good memories. Wasn't Inter Milan oh game at White yes, Hart Lane, or was Milan, that? I was away. That's the game I always remember. I always look at that. And I think... White Hart Lane in 2012 was amazing. Ama- like you know, I went, I went to all of all of the home home legs. Yeah, of course, Inter Milan, absolutely. Bale taxi absolutely. from Icon. I look at that. I think that was that was a game that set Spurs up. As you, uh, to me, I watched that game and it. That was a game that said to the world, Spurs yeah. have actually arrived in the Champions League. You know that yeah, they, and, they, they belong and... there. Gareth Bale, yeah. that was his that that's that made him that that game I think. Yeah, that's, that was his swan song. That yeah, was his his ballet. Josh, I asked all my guests. This is something I always ask: if you were trapped in an elevator, who would you least likely want to be trapped with? <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, least oh my gosh! I can give you an answer for this. Really easy answer for this. <laughs> no, you can't see I'm, going, I'm going. I'm going. Southampton. I'm going. I'm going there. I'm going there. Oh, 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 I don't think that would go down well. 
Uh, I don't really need the app one. Do I? Say again. I don't no, really need to ask no. why so Campbell. I'm, I'm guessing this to do with a particular yeah, you already know, you know, club. Yeah, sorry, it's the first time I've said that name in this house for, for years. I've been banned from saying that name. I'm, I'm, hopefully, hopefully my dad doesn't listen because he'll wash my mouth out with soap and water when he sees me. So, yeah, so so Campbell. Yeah, I couldn't be stuck in a stuck in a lift with with that man. And yeah. looking at Spurs, what are your hopes? What would you what? Putting everything aside, what would you most like to win? The Premier League or Champions um, League? I think I think the Premier League, if I'm honest, um, to be able to do it consistently for 38 yeah. games. You know, I, I was actually in, in Spain for the Champions League final uh, the other the other year, and it was the most amazing experience. And I've actually got some incredibly funny videos. I'll, I'll send them through to you after of me just just drunk leading the chance, which is great. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think the Premier League. I think that would be that would be a huge statement. Um, you know, the Champions League. Obviously, we're not in the Champions League this year, but with the Champions League, it'd be amazing to win. Don't get me wrong. I'll take a League Cup, but um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be amazing to win. But I think just to be able to do it in the Premier League, especially when there are teams like Liverpool and City and and Chelsea who look strong this year and. United coming back into it, you know, it's 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 the best league in the world for a reason. And to be able to win that, I think, is a real statement. Yeah. Putting Spurs aside, looking at when Leicester oh. City won the Premier League, how did you feel about that? I thought it was, a, it was I, fantastic. Yeah, I, I was sort of torn because because it was obviously Spurs that were in that 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 race with them for the title. But yeah. when I let the emotions leave me after that that Chelsea game I did think it was amazing and I did you know it's 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 something that you just it's never going to really happen again do you know what I mean like it's it it was incredible yeah it was incredible it was like if you know if someone else other than Celtic was to win the SPL (laughs) basically that's how it felt to me because imagine (laughs) it's not going to be Steven Gerrard anyway um, no I mean yeah, it, it it was incredible. It really was. Um, you know, you, you don't sort of see that thing. I, you know, everyone loves an underdog, and and I I've, I like I like um, Leicester. You know, I, th- I think they're a they're a nice club, and it was yeah, it was a it was a real like sort of success story. So putting putting Spurs aside, it was it was nice to to see them win. I suppose. I once spoke to a, oh, a player called Les, Les Ferdinand, and I asked him. I asked him to talk about moments of joy, moments of heartbreak, and he remembers back to a time at Old Trafford when he mm. when he, he chipped the keeper, and he said Spurs one nil up, and he thought he was going to stop Man United winning the league, and he said that was his that was his joyful moment, and he said to me one of the heartbreaking moments was standing on that very same touchdown and watching Man United finish the game off in absolute style, and he said although it hurt, he said it was the first time he watched a game of football as a player. And watch quality in action. Would you agree yeah, with that kind yeah, of yeah. statement? I, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. I'm, you know, I've seen highlights and highlights of that game. So yeah, um, I mean, they were class back then. They were really, they were a different level United back then. You know, under Fergie. So yeah, that's I mean, what he said. You can't even compare the United today to to that United. So you know, no. he said the same. He said it when he was standing. He said after putting Spurs one 0 up. You know the elation, the joy going through. You know. And oh, you're saying the highs, and lows, like how it, it felt like thinking you're gonna get somewhere. To... Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, at that moment, 
when he scored, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, part of me was thinking, oh, no, Arsenal are going to win the league. You know, that's what he said. He says, but he says, when I saw, when he saw the goals go in, the two goals go in, he saw Beckham score. He said, I just watched, he said, as he put it, he just watched art. He said, because it was a totally class act from then on in. And he said, the best team in the league won the league that year. And he said, he felt like they'd robbed the Premier League. That's how he felt when he saw Beckham score and he saw that other goal. And he, he said to him, it was just, he says, watching that go in. But his highest moment was chipping yeah. uh, Schmeichel, I think it was, and putting Spurs one up. And then realising as he was about to run off celebrating that yeah. he might have just handed us yeah. the title. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I remember. I actually do remember. Because do you know what? That, that specific day, I couldn't bring myself to watch. I was, I was only a kid. But I still couldn't bring myself to watch because uh, because they, yeah. they would have handed us the title. I I think I went dry dry slope ice skiing in Hemel Hempstead that day. I just have this in my brain because I remember I remember losing to United and, and going one up um, and and thinking that we were gonna because I, I was you know my my dad was telling me the scores so no I do remember but um no good good on Les for feeling some remorse after scoring I, I appreciate that. You know, that's, that's, that's nice yeah. to know that, that they Yeah, care. the absolute thought of Arsenal winning the title. <laughs> the yeah. thought of Arsenal winning the title. Well, look, nice. Josh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, you know, and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and all that, and I hope it's safe for you and your family. And I'm really looking forward to to obviously having a little listen yes. on Instagram on Christmas Eve. That'll be interesting. In the meantime... I'd like to thank you for coming on the Guildford Gazette podcast. And Josh, could you introduce your new single? Um, Yes, so my name is Josh Brennan, and this is my new single. I hope you enjoy it. It's called I Remember. Josh, thank you very much. And you, mate. All the best. Take care and have a great Christmas. Oh, it's Father Christmas here. Are you on my naughty or nice list this year? Still time to change that, you know. Come on, Rudolph. Through the gears and through the years with Guildford Gazetta Podcast. And now... Later, you told me that you love me like. 
myself how Or is it time to take a bow Oh baby please don't give up on me now Because the months keep by and I'm still wanting you So please let me prove I can't be just what you need me to Stephen here with the update for London. The Health Secretary Matt Hancock has admitted the new coronavirus variant is out of control. The festive plans of millions of people have been severely restricted or scrapped after a surge in cases. Labour has accused the Prime Minister of gross negligence for failing to act earlier. Mr Hancock said a strict new lockdown in place in London could now last for months. We don't know how long these measures are going to be in place. It may be for some time until we can get the vaccine going. That isn't an easy thing to say. These things are not straightforward. And I I totally understand how people are frustrated at the situation and disappointed. Of course I do. The Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, said it was hugely frustrating for Londoners. It's devastating. And I've already spoken to many Londoners who are crestfallen. Londoners who live by themselves, who'd bought their tickets, who'd bought food for a Christmas, who as recently as two days ago were told, don't be silly, when those of us were saying to the government maybe they should be considering not relaxing the rules. And it's this chop, change, stop, start. It makes it really difficult for people like me to ask people to listen to us when we keep on changing our minds. 
Non-essential shops have had to close at what is normally their busiest time of year. Our business correspondent Katie Austin said the loss of sales is a nightmare. Of course, we know online orders have risen. Many people might want to now buy things online. But with time running out now before Christmas, the question is whether many people will just not make those extra final purchases or whether they'll go and buy everything from supermarkets instead. London's weather, it's a dry end to the day. Temperatures around 10 Celsius. That's the BBC Radio London update straight to your smart speaker twice a day. BBC Radio London. Whoa there, Rudolph. Oh, oh, oh. Wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Don't flow free. 
wishing you a very Merry Christmas. The greatest hits of all time. Oh, it's Father Christmas here. <laughs> Are you on my naughty or nice list this year? Still time to change that, you know. Ho, ho, come on, Rudolph. <laughs> Playing the hits and your favorites of yesterday and today. Through the gears and through the years with Guildford Gazetta Podcast.